Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Today we have another great guest episode with my friend Laura Ordeal. I think the best piece of awareness that Laura brought to our conversation was, trust yourself, you're already okay. I love this. So join me today for my chat with Laura. She is a certified NLP practitioner, master hypnotist, as well as a professional intuitive and astrologer. Pretty good combination, don't you think? She uses that unique combination of skills to help you tap into the success of the big changes that you're looking for in your life quickly and easily so that you can get a hold on your sanity and your soul as you go. She knows that when you can change your mind, you can change your life. And she does that with a mix of the practical as well as the woo in a way that is designed very specifically and customized for you. Laura also has a podcast called The Change Gang, as well as some other supportive services that I will put for you in the show notes. So let's do this. You spent 23 years in corporate, and what made you decide it was time to go is when your employer tried to put you in a corner. And I'm thinking, okay, so here's a grown woman with grandchildren, and her boss is trying to put her in a corner. Hmm, that just doesn't ring very true, does it? Yeah. No, it doesn't. And, and I've, you know, I let it happen for a long time and finally decided I am a grown woman and you don't get to do that to me. Even as an employer, you don't get to tell me that who I am is wrong or not right in this world. And so I had to really come to a place and move through all the fear and move through all the things that you go through when big changes come and, and decide I was really going to be okay, even if I wasn't there. And that's, that's a really big thing because our minds are so wonderful and creative that they take us to these sometimes really scary and difficult places, but we could just as easily turn it around and create all the wonderful things. But when we do go down and create those things, sometimes it is that journey of, all right, what if the worst happened? What if I lost my job? What if I couldn't make the mortgage payment. What if I was, became a bag lady? What if all these things happen? And what's interesting when that starts to flow that way is, of course, my mind interrupts part way down. And it's like, yeah, but you're not going to let that happen. And then you go, yeah, but what if it did? And you go a little further. Okay, but you know, that's silly because that's really not going to happen. <laughs> So even though it takes you on that journey, at the same time, if you try to go down that journey, you're going to have all these interruptions of, yeah, but that's really not going to happen, is it? It's going to be better than that. It's going to change something. You're going to go find the job or do the thing or whatever to interrupt the the difficult pattern. So, so it's so interesting. Funny. What I What I hear you describe is the way I like to talk about when our our scared mind, our ego mind is trying to run the show versus our higher self, our true knowing of from our deepest place, from our heart, from our soul. It's almost like we're the observer of this convo. The convo is going on and we're sort of sitting like, like in the audience at the 
playhouse and there's this scene in front of us and the the two characters are having a conversation and the one character that ego mind that's trying to keep you kind of shut down and small in in an effort to protect don't get me wrong for sure is saying oh my gosh well what if you what if you couldn't pay the mortgage and what if you couldn't get the job and what if and what if and what if and what if and our true 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 core which is just so full of abundance and expansion and creativity says yeah you know that's not really going to happen right like you know you're just talking smack here and it's so interesting that we have the capacity as the voyeur, I guess I could say, watching these two characters play this scene out, that we could choose which which character to be in the moment, in that given moment. And the beauty is we can also say, I don't want to be that character anymore. I think I'm going to go be this one. Meaning that's when we decide to let go of the stories. So I, I think it's, it's really interesting to hear you describe it that way. I think it's replete with many of us, especially those of us who have worked in corporate or for other people for many years where we've rearranged ourselves to meet somebody else's idea of what makes us fit in their box. Right, right. And I'm not saying that... that... <laughs> We all live in a society and we all live in, you know, under certain rules and things like that and and expectations. And of course, you're going to adjust to a way that says, here's my persona in my professional life. You're not going to maybe be as crazy or wild as you are in, in another life. And that's okay. Maybe you are. Maybe you can do that. But maybe in the business meeting, you have to sit quietly and have conversation in a way that you need to have it. But when someone actually continuously tells you that some deep part of you is not okay or not right. I'm a strong person. I I speak bluntly a lot. I speak often <laughs> and will say the thing and, and all of that. And I do try to do it in a way that is respectful. Sometimes when I'm blunt, it might not necessarily come across to someone else as, as respectful, but I never mean it that, to be that way. And if I hear it, I try to adjust it. But over the years, I've learned that it's okay for me to say the thing if I'm saying it in a way that is not hurtful or rude or disrespectful. And when you're told that it's still not okay to say the thing, that's when there's a problem. That's when there's a problem that says, you don't get to have a voice. You just have to go do whatever I tell you to do. You don't have to understand. You don't have to do anything. You know, I, I don't agree with that. And, and at the core foundation of who I am, it doesn't agree with that. And when you have such a deep conflict with the situation you're in, the change has to come. And I love what you said about, you call it the ego, the ego mind. And, and I, I call that the subconscious, basically the subconscious steps in, which is similar. We have all kinds of ego parts that come from in, in our inside of our, our subconscious, but our subconscious is always there to protect us and to keep us happy and safe and alive that's its job to keep us alive and it works at keeping us happy in the best way that it knows you know but unfortunately it's kind of programmed way back in our very early years and so it's oftentimes operating on old programming 
And so some of the work that I do goes in and changes some of that so that it's updated and fresh and working with what you want and the values that you have in this life and this time right now. But when you're working with that part of yourself, and it's so funny because I, I don't remember where I, I was reading a book one time, I think it might have been Martha Beck, who's great, but she was talking about how she creates kind of this version of that for her that she has conversations with that ego part that ego self or subconscious whatever you want to call it and she says she gave it a name and she does sounds like that's a good idea so I kind of I named that voice Clyde and when Clyde comes in and is saying all these things and is like we need to do this and you need to be safe and you can't do that it's like you know what thank you so much Clyde I appreciate that you're trying to keep me safe. Now go in the corner and have a burger and a beer and we'll talk later, you know, <laughs> and it's okay. I'm going to move through this part of it and then we can continue to have the conversation, you know, and we ought, we have to address that part of us. We have to address it. We can't always just say, go sit in the corner, but there comes a time where you have to go. I understand. I acknowledge what is being said. I acknowledge what's being heard, you know, and, and felt, but we're going to do this a different way. And, and then you start working in that different way. And, and it's so great when you can work together with all of that, you know, the subconscious mind and, and, and I truly believe the subconscious mind is the direct connection to the universe and all of the energy and all of the information that's out there. So when we're able to connect there, we're connecting all the way out to all the information that's out in the ethers, in the world, in the universe, all of that. And there's such incredible doors to be opened through that for us to walk through. So as you walk through each door, it opens up another big view and another big view. And then we have so many more things to reference and work with. And our mind can change so much quicker, easier, and more completely. And that's what I love in working with that part of our mind. I think it's really great. Your description is so funny when you say our uh, Clyde, <laughs> Clyde, grab a, grab a burger and a beer, go take a seat. So the, the thing that I do love that you describe is that you're not saying, Clyde, you serve no purpose for me, boot your ass out the door. You're saying, thank you for showing up and thank you for offering me your best guidance with what you have available as my subconscious from years ago as a child or teenager or whatever. And I appreciate you and I extend compassion and appreciation to you. However, I have the ability and the capacity to choose again. So enjoy that burger, enjoy that beer. I got this. It's a whole different idea than we hear people say, release what is no longer serving you. And I, I feel like, yes, that is part of the statement. Sure, release it so that it doesn't have a, uh, a tight hold if you're choosing a different direction. But it doesn't mean throw it out in the trash. It means that is a very, very important critical piece of each one of us that has served a very valuable service at a particular point in our lifespan here. And it's just that in this current moment, it's a different shoe. You're not going to wear a flip-flop to go hiking up the mountain. Well, some people do, but in, in general, one would not. We wouldn't right. hike in stilettos. 
right? We wouldn't go hiking in a pair of stilettos. So if someone shows up with a beautiful sparkly pair of dancing shoes and says, let's go hike, you're going to say, thank you for thinking of me. How sweet. But I think I'm going to put my hiking boots on. And off yeah. you go. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and yes, I all- because- Yeah. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Yes, because- No, I was just going to say, because what you said is so true that- that from that young point, from even within the womb, we're starting to form information. We're starting to gather that when we're, when we're far enough along and we can hear things and navigate things inside, it's starting to create those files in our mind. And we deal with that all through our life. And what happens too, is along the way, we might have something that creates a bit of trauma. And so there's a part of us that's created during that time, an ego part, as you say, and, and, and a very specific one to handle that situation. And it comes in and says, I've got you. I've got you. Let me take care of this. And it does. And you're able to kind of move on. Sometimes, however, what happens is when during that trauma, it's it get, that part of you gets stuck there. And it gets stays in that trauma and is reliving that trauma, even though you're kind of moving along, not thinking about it. And it wouldn't even today be considered trauma to you or difficulty or whatever it is, however, whatever word you want to use. But there's parts of us that get stuck in some of those situations throughout our life. And what we do need to do at any given time, especially if we notice that we're really struggling, we're not making the progress that we need to make, we're not able to get through the changes that we need, we're not able to function in the way we want because of mental, physical, emotional situations that are just really holding us back. Oftentimes, it's one of those little parts saying, I need to be acknowledged, I need to be heard, I need to be noticed. Just like a little puppy comes up and, and wants your attention and wants your attention and wants your attention and until you give it that attention, it's going to go and destroy your shoes or it's going to chew the table or it's going to do something. And so once you start to give it attention and acknowledge, acknowledgement and awareness are two of the most crucial points, I think, in our life that, that make such a difference. But when you can go and acknowledge and, and become aware of those parts of ourselves and not necessarily what you said too, Ski, it's not about pushing them out or letting them go or anything like that. It's about embracing them and acknowledging them and saying, you are part of me. Come and be this whole healthy, happy part. And let's move on from here so that it integrates back with you fully and isn't a separated part from you anymore and isn't upset or angry think about an, a cranky teenager they're gonna do some damage and 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 if you have that cranky teenager in there trying to do things it might be why you're experiencing um setbacks all the time it might be why you have ibs it might be why you have migraines it might be why you're having anxiety constantly and simply by coming together with that part of ourselves uh, it, it it shifts and changes so much so quickly. It's like magic. It's like magic. And I love it when it happens. It's really spectacular. It's so difficult as, you know, for those of us who were really interested in self-development and transformation and kind of digging deep and we're, we're ready to kind of step out of the box and do the things, we may be a little trepidatious, but we still are that drive to learn to know, to be curious, 
is stronger than the fear not to go to the place. And I think the tipping point for the folks that are trapped in the, I'm afraid to to open the door and look down the hole, so to speak, I, I almost see these folks like they're on the tightrope of awareness. So they know, they know innately something's not quite right here, but they maybe are just what I would say pre-awareness. So they, they've got that inkling like, wow, I can't really put my finger on it. I know something's really not quite right, but I don't necessarily know the path to what is better for me. And it's that that early stage of, oh, I have an awareness. Something just doesn't feel totally true to me, aligned with me. Similar to your your discussion of being in the, the corporate boardroom and saying, wow, this just doesn't feel good to me. When you have clients who come to you and perhaps they're not quite, they're on the precipice, like they come to you, Laura, I, I know something's not 100% here, but I'm just not sure what, when, how, where. How do you ease them, guide them into, let me share how you can start to look without falling off the cliff? Ooh, there's a couple different ways that I do that. One way is to absolutely assure them that they're not the only person ever in that spot. It's absolutely normal. There's a process that we all go through. We're all, There's always change going on in life, always, whether we are directing the change in our life or not. Look around you. Everything is changing. So, you know, your hair is growing, your nails are growing, your body is changing. There, there is change happening. And so it's just a matter of you directing it in the, in the way that you want the change to go instead of just kind of following along with wherever it happens to take you in the day. And one thing that some people are going to call woo a little bit but that I'm going to definitely bring in is astrology. When I really start to talk with someone and they're at that precipice, I love to go in and do an astrology chart reading with them because astrology is not just, Ooh, how cool. What a, you know, what's your sign? It's, it's, it's a science that is put out there. And I can, I can tell you every time when I work on a chart, I will go to certain things and it's like, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Every time I'll go and ask them, you know, a certain question, what happened right here? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah. How did you even pick that? Because I can see, and I know that for everyone in this lifetime, at this point in time, really big change happens. Things happen in life. But what I do with astrology is I have someone sit down with me and we look at their chart and we look at the way that they came into the world and the energy that they brought. And I show them, look how incredible you are. And yeah, you probably really have conflict right here with yourself, or you really might get told often that this part of yourself is too much or not enough or something like that. But here's how you really are meant to see that and bring that into the world. Because we all have things about us that are, you know, that we deal with that are difficult, that are like not our best things. And, and often you might hear those repetitive things of you're too much, you're too sensitive, you talk too much, you shut down too much, you're not open enough. And, and you take that on. But what I want to show you is that 
you are so sensitive because you are meant to be an emotional part of this world and gauge the world and show us how incredible and beautiful emotions really are. Here's how to work with that in your life. Here's how to show people how absolutely beautiful it is, but I want you to understand first how beautiful it is. Or if someone who comes in with a really fiery way in life, Yes, you are absolutely meant to be blunt and be strong and pioneer the way and lead the way and charge first out into the world and be there and light the way for others. Let them tap into the fire that you have so that they can add fire to their lives. And if I can show people that and show them that you, this is really who you are and it's great. And here's what's going on in your world, you know, personally, and here's what's going on. This is why you're feeling this way. This is what's happening in your life. Here's how to, again, lean into the best parts of that. And from there, when someone looks at that and goes, oh, wow, I'm kind of cool. And I totally did feel that going on right now. I didn't even realize that. So if I do this, it's going to work out better. And it's like, yep, do that. It's going to work out so much better. And then they can start flowing into their own personal way of being in the world as they're meant to without being shut down by, you know, corporate or being shut down by these people who don't understand them or being shut down by someone not understanding that that's actually a gift. And they just didn't know how to navigate it very well. And you're not helping by saying all those things. So giving the person that confidence boost to be who they are is so incredible. And then to watch them fly with that. And then we start from there and kind of dig in and start with, with the change process at that subconscious ego part level to really clear the way and get rid of the blocks and get rid of any of the, the crap that they, they, as you said, no longer need to release the parts that, that are not going to serve them. And most of the time that is not a part of themselves. It's a symptom a habit, a repetitive way of doing something. We're just changing that. We're not changing the person. We're changing the things that, that are not right in how they are functioning and being in the world. We're taking away the pain. We're taking away the, the fear of speaking. We're taking away the physical uh, situations that show up for you that are not serving you. So that is the releasing part. It's never about releasing you or parts of you, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And what I love is that for you, the language through which you're able to convey how the heart speaks is coming to you through the astrology. My my personal love happens to be numerology. And I find that astronumerology is sort of like the bomb diggity, right? It's like, it's like the best of everything. (laughs) So I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that we are souls, pieces of the divine stardust, whatever phrase you would like to use, that we are very uniquely and specifically coded by our birth, our, our position in universe at our birth, our numerology at our birth. It's, it's absolutely to me, it is not a coincidence. It is not a happenstance. And I think whatever modality works for an individual to really understand that 
their perceived uh, difficult pieces of their being are truly gifts and superpowers. They just haven't been shown how to utilize those in a way that works with them versus against them. I think whether that comes to you through astrology or numerology or human design or uh, however that is conveyed, there's lots of different ways. I think for each person, when they can have a better understanding of that, to see that they are truly an amalgamation of multiple timelines of experiences and to be able to sort that and say, oh, this worked back at this time frame, but I don't currently need it where I am at the moment. And to not have an attachment to what it was when it was, so that when we talk about release the thing that isn't working any longer, it, we're able to truly set it to the side with kindness versus this was a bad thing for me and I have to release it. And, and it has this attachment and connection of, and this was a not a, a negative or a non-positive event at the time that you needed it. It was very positive because it was doing the job. And I think part of the learning to release piece is really about unconditionality, letting, letting go of the attachment of, what did this mean? What did this represent? What does it, it, it may have some role in how it shaped your perception of who you are in today's day, but that doesn't make it good, bad, or otherwise. It just makes it no. what it, what it is or was. So I love that you right. draw a foundation or a framework for your clients that gives them a sense of this is really how you're put together. And granted, we all have free will and choice, which which kind of flavors or alters the path that we may travel. It'll look a little different from person A to person B to person C. But the actual components of our being here on this earth is literally roadmapped. And I, I just find it fascinating how each of us comes to it from a different direction. And I love that you you provide I, this. I love that. I love that. I say that all the time and I use it in terms of all, all roads lead to Rome because it doesn't matter what, what modality you're using, whether it's numerology, astrology, whether it's quantum physics or quantum jumping. I don't care if it's getting you to the place that is good and right and helping you to live your best life cool. That's awesome. And it might be a combination of all those. Don't ever be afraid to dive in and be like, this is so cool. But then maybe it's like, but then you get onto something else and go with it. That's great. Because you know what, nine times out of 10, some part of that is still going to be with you and play a part for you and be in that mix. And, and it's crazy amazing that that is going to serve in a way that sometime somewhere that's going to come up because you'll be talking in a conversation and it'll be like, you know what? I didn't, I just, I never really got into that, but I know this about that. And, and it might be a useful conversation that you have, or it might be a connection with someone. Your destination is to return home from whence you came. So the idea of like, 
you don't necessarily have to hurry, hurry the ride. Why don't you just enjoy it while you're on it? Because you're eventually going to be going anyway. So you might as well enjoy what you got while you're here. And how do we best do that? So I love that you're, you're very clear to let's just crack the door a little tiny bit. Let's just show you the light a little tiny bit and then work on the gradual kind of rearranging, upgrading your software, if you want to call it that, to help people really get on board with how can I use what I've gone through, what I've had, what I've experienced in a positive way to bring me to my best life, to my best vision. And what I really love as I was reading through the bio is that you you do say several times, and, I, and I'll say it here, it's always important to remember that you are really, truly already okay. Let's yes. talk about that a little bit. And that's, that's the part that I think, gosh, that's, that's one of the big goals I think in this particular lifetime, I think is to get to that. I heard some, it was so funny because I heard someone uh, who was a channeler was talking to me about something the other day and, and, he, and she said, you know, we, some information and advice that she got through the path that she takes was it's great to to be reaching for the spiritual and to to try to reach this next thing and and all of that but it's also really important to be in this life you are there living that life live the life do the thing be a be a human while you're human and enjoy that process in the best possible way that you can, you know, and, and it's not about trying to be outside of being human. It's about being all of being human I love and that. what that entails. And yeah. Isn't that cool? I thought that was the greatest thing. It totally changed my perspective. <laughs> and, and one of the things is that we all when we're going through difficulties, when we're having situations, sometimes day to day, even, and I've lived in a lot of anxiety in my own life. And, and it's a difficult place to live in where you're anxious, where you let this person who said this thing for me, sometimes it would last all day long where I'd keep coming back. Why did they say this? Why didn't I say that? Why is this what's going on and I would let that be that repetitive thought in my mind which brought on repetitive feelings about not being okay or having that you know feeling your chest or your gut that's just like ugh that I don't like this you know and and then trying to move through and be a more spiritual person or be a better this or better that or just live my life in a better way and then something else comes in and I let it just destroy the day destroy the week destroy whatever because oh my gosh now what what is this what's going on you know being up in that real icky place that you, you know you can feel it and instead finding a place where your mind can go and, and I'm not saying you're not going to react. Everyone has reactions. Again, being human, we're going to react to stuff. We're going to get angry. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to have sadness. We're going to have all of those things in our lifetime. And we're meant to experience all of them. It's just thought that we're meant to be trapped in them. It's Our emotions are meant to flow through us so that we experience them and we are able to let them move on, not live within us. And we're not meant to live in that pool of, ooh, 
you know, or whatever, you know, we're not meant to just be sitting there in it. And so when you can get to the place where it is not something that you're sitting in draped in wearing all the time and realize that it's okay to be a bit of an observer. Like, you know, you kind of mentioned that earlier where you're seeing things flowing and moving when you can get to that observer point, which is really easier than you think when you can step back and go, okay, is it really worth that much of my energy to be that upset about this thing when I might not even know? Maybe it's the hint of something and then you're all stressed and worried. What if it happens? What if, what if, what if, what if? And there goes our imagination down to that bag lady, you know, again, or down to losing something that we're so afraid of losing. But if you can go, you know what? There's no proof of any of that right now. The only proof is I'm in this moment today doing what I can do and I will react to whatever situation comes along in the best possible way that I can and function from there and make the next choice from there. I cannot make the next choice until I'm in that spot of what's happening. And when you can sit in that spot of what's happening and look around and go, yeah, that's kind of crappy, but you know what? I still feel okay because I can deal with that in some way. I don't like it, but I'm going to find the way to deal with it. They aren't just. <laughs> so it's not that that there's not going to be crappy things going on out in the world. And it's not that you're not going to have moments of frustration. The beauty and wonderful magic that happens is you can feel that in the moment. You can even stay in it for a little bit, but you recognize it. And move yourself out of it in a way that says, really don't need to be in that space. Instead of being in that old repetitive little hamster wheel that you would have been in before. And, and really kind of spinning out and spinning out and, and saying, well, I have to feel bad because this is happening. I have to feel upset. How could I feel okay when my best friend was hurt and in the hospital? How can I be okay when... The world is falling apart. How can I be okay when I have someone trying to take my money and create fraud and, and all of this is going on? You can be okay because you are already okay. You are okay in that moment. You just have things happening around you. So, and I think the two big pieces, have- I hear awareness, again, awareness that allows you to create the space to get the bird's eye view, be the observer. And that that space where you can step into that observer place is the piece that gives us the window, the freedom, the capacity to choose again, make a different choice, see it another way, come to some other decision. And, and I think- yeah, because- Yeah. I just think as we practice that awareness piece over and over and over, the spaces between the awarenesses starts to shift. Like it is, it's subtle, but the, what I notice for myself when I really start to stop when something bothers me or triggers me, or, you know, the day seems to be going chaotically is I, I stop and I think two things. One, oh, what is really going on here? Is this, is this really 
anything to do with me or not? And usually the answer is no. And the other piece is the awareness of, I have the capacity to engage with it or not engage with it. To do it or don't do it. That's on me. And it comes back to that, that old saying of, you know, you can't really change or control anybody else with how they respond, how they act, what they say, what they do, but you can take care of your own. I I can make this choice now, that awareness, I, I can make this choice is a very freeing, to me, it's a very freeing awareness. It opens up the portal to all kinds of things. And yes, it does. It's really, it's really, truly amazing. It also, by virtue of just owning that you don't need to be attached and escalate in your energy to that anxiety and and take all those things on, it further allows you to regulate your nervous system more effectively. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's truly, you're stepping off the merry-go-round. You're stepping off the hamster wheel. You're not engaging further in thoughts and activities that are triggering your nervous system to react in survival mode. And so I think it's really, I really agree with you that the awareness is absolutely paramount. Step one to being able to break through the barriers, the blocks, the stories, all the things that we have built around us for whatever the reason uh, that prevents us from really living in our truest expression yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and another key to that is 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 the acknowledgement part of it because the awareness and the acknowledgement. The acknowledgement says I'm not denying it. I'm not just ignoring it. I'm not just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to deal with that" because that's not what I'm saying at all when I say I'm already okay and I'm in this space of we all have to deal with stuff. You know, we we have people we're in a world with other people even if you're living up on a mountaintop by yourself right now. You're going to engage with the world in some way, somewhere along your path. So we're all dealing with people in our world. Most of us way more to that extent. We have people every day in our life and situations and all that. And one thing that is almost a complete or radical kind of responsibility for ourselves that comes into play. And speaking, you know, back to that corporate world situation, I remember distinctly, I was going through one part of that situation a long time ago, and and I literally drove to work every day in tears, crying that intense uh, with a situation. And so I would cry myself driving to work, and I would play all the music that made me okay in that moment to to give me courage to go where I needed to be and go. And when I remember uh, walking in and I can still picture it in my mind, the particular place I was and, and on the way to work that day, I had this epiphany, uh, which sounds silly, but you don't know until you know. And, and so I had this moment of, you know what? They are not in control or in charge of my happiness. I am. I am, and I am choosing to let them be responsible for that, to influence that, to be a part of that. And I can choose to be happy in my day, find something to be happy about in my day, regardless of the circumstances that they have. They do have the right to tell me 
what I'm supposed to be doing, when I'm supposed to be doing it. They're structuring this particular part of my day, my job, but they do not get the right or have the ability to allow, to, to, to influence my feelings. I'm in control of my feelings. I respond how I choose to respond. If I don't like something, I can get really upset or I can go, okay, that's something I will fit into my day or I, I will manage in some way. And now I'm going to go and find out something happy to focus on. I'm going to go watch a puppy video. I'm going to find a beautiful site outside. I'm going to find something that helps me to live in my happiness, regardless of what you say or do in the realm of my world. So you might be in a difficult job. You might be in a difficult relationship. You might be in a disastrous situation. I absolutely acknowledge that. You should acknowledge that. That's a difficult thing. But then step back and decide for yourself. All right, but how do I want to live my life? Do I want to live my life upset every day and uncomfortable and crying and angry and, and all of these things in a constant battle? Or do I really truly just want to live in happiness? It's choice. It's a choice. Just like it's a choice. It, is. it absolutely every is. Day. Every day, every moment, honestly, because it is so easy to slip down the old story road. It's so easy to play the victim. It's so easy to say the world is happening to me. It takes effort and work and accountability to your heart, to your soul, to your being to say, I choose differently. It it, it actually, it sounds silly, but until it becomes a new habit, to choose and to choose what keeps and makes you happy until you develop that muscle and work that muscle routinely at the get-go when your whole life for decades has been leaning on the quick and easy out of boohoo me, I'm the victim, the world happens to me. It takes a little work at the get-go to be okay and comfortable with the uncomfortableness of I'm choosing something different and new. And I kind of liken it to starting and learning any new skill, any new activity, any new anything, any any new sport, any new thought process well, or activity. You, yeah, and if, right. If you think about that too, right, there's something you said kind of triggered a thought for me a while ago. I forgot about it till just now. But one of the things too is, is that when you do start to move into that and go, you have that inkling, you have that desire in the moment to change. And you're looking at it going, I don't even know what to do. Or you have all of these habits and all of these things are going on. If you liken that a little bit to working with an old computer or an old phone that has so much stuff on it, so many things. And it's just like, it's not even necessarily operating, operating properly. You can kind of get through, you can kind of do what you need to do, but it's not flowing and easy and, and ready. And maybe it takes forever to load or it takes, it kicks out on you or, and it's just not operating properly. 
that's what's happening in your mind and in because it has everything in there and until you go in and start to clear some of that stuff out and and even maybe reinstall some really good things that are going to help you along the way do a full reset on some of that to really start fresh it's like getting that brand new computer and you're like oh my gosh and it's all set up for you already and now you just go wow, look what I can do. That's the difference in working with this old mindset, this old way of being, this the self that you had forever. And it's great because you're still alive and you're functioning. Yay. But let's do the reset and clear the way so that you're working with the most up-to-date, absolutely best version to do what you want to do and get where you want to go and succeed in the way you want to succeed. So why don't you tell us how we find you? Oh, you pretty much find me a little all over with just my name. And it's L-A-U-R-A-O-R-D-I-L-E. It looks like Ordial. My website, lauraordeal.com, and it, it will give you a lot of the information. And there's some freebies on there that are super fun. I'm at Laura Ordeal on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And then I also have my own podcast called The Change Gang, and that's out there. And on Facebook, I have a free group called The Change Gang. And so absolutely come and join me there. I think it's fabulous. I will put all the links and everything into the show notes for folks to find you. And it's it's just, just a, such an uplifting conversation. It's so refreshing. Just so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Man, it's just so affirming to hear you're already okay. It makes those bumpy days seem just a tad easier, don't you think? I cannot even express how grateful I am for this podcast, the chance to bring you the information that might just be able to help you choose to shift your life in an entirely new trajectory. Thank you for choosing you and showing up today. It means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, please tag a friend. I'm kind of shuffling solo recordings, mini-sodes, and guest chats, so be sure to subscribe. That way you don't miss any episodes. Of course, if you are an Apple user, I would appreciate a five-star and a friendly comment if you could take a moment. If you're on the Spotify platform, your five-star review will help keep the podcast visible and up in the algorithm. And of course, I will put all of the links in the show notes for both Laura and myself, along with things that you can find that might be of more support. And I just want to say thank you again. I mean, I just sometimes run out of the words to say thank you. I just, I send so much love to you all. We'll see you at the next episode.